Hello and welcome to this, the ninth of my three weekly blocks of three podcasts. This is the second one. Anyway, I'm Simon Anthony, this is Torty Talks, and here's the first one. I'm in the pleasant position of being able to walk to uh, the bus stop along quiet, not yet sunlit street, being serenaded by not very early morning birds. This is a British morning, summer morning, in early July. Flaming June flamed, I think, twice. And uh, people died in Europe. Didn't happen particularly massively here in the UK. July is likely to be hotter, which is a pity for me, but it does look nice. Gorgeously cool at the moment, and the light is bright, which is perfect for my good self. And for the birdies. And I like that. I have just figured out how it's worried me for ages because it never made sense. I mean, if you're tired here, you're tired of life, said somebody who died a long time ago. This is London and there are parts of it which are really very nice. But I'm walking through it at the moment, not enjoying myself at all. And not just because it's hot, which it isn't particularly. And those seagulls are just pretending to be somewhere near, somewhere nice. The issue is, I think, partly due to the continual changes you have to make with part with the, the routes you've got to take which I just did because another thing was closed off but even with up-to-date-ish maps you're never really sure either where you are or exactly how to get to where you need to go now this is a problem enough when the roads are laid out clearly cleanly and on a large scale, but in the centre of a several hundred year old, rapidly and multiply rechanged city centre, such as, such as, thank you driver, such as central London, which this most definitely is, uh, I've got to pay incredible amounts of attention to even where I'm putting my feet, because the streets are not paved with gold. The uh, slabs that once glinted in the sun and perhaps gave that impression do still exist in some places, but mostly it is tarmac. I was trying to say tarmac. Well, one of the multiple unloading peoples made one of the multiple loud noises that makes concentration and understanding of what on earth's going on very complex. Yeah. 
And this degree of concentration that I've got to use to keep track of where I am, how safe I am, if I'm going to twist my ankle or not, gives rise to a colossal level of stress, even at the best of times, which these that I'm experiencing now most clearly are. It is, it is an, a really nice day, although somewhat too hot for my purposes. But uh, no, that's it. I have not got the ability to absorb the pleasures of the place because I've got to make sure that where I put my next foot isn't going to twist my ankle because I can't see in 3D. I don't have full range of depth perception apparently compared to most. Um, I see the world as flat as a television screen. In fact, the most depth I've ever seen, apart from very strange occasions, has been on a 3D telly that has been manipulated to give that effect. Now, I'm not entirely sure where I am, but I'm looking for Marks and Spencers. Oh, there it is. My word. <laughs> My random, I think I should go that way -ness. When I last had Wi-Fi access, because I'm not going to pay for 4G or 5G or even 2G to get here, actually shows me the place I'm going to to try and avoid these smelly shirt situation that I'm currently suffering from. So that's good. Maybe London's all right after all. I have, have indeed, two potential jobs working as tour guides one for a harry potter places in the films and in the books trip for tourists and another that wasn't for me that was just a general noise and another just going around central london showing the houses of parliament tower and big ben and so forth now the stress I feel just walking down the road is more than I can take almost when I'm by myself. If I'm with one other person, it would prove, has proved in the past, very difficult. The possibility of having to cope with a straggling group of non-English speaking people at the same time, I think, is as ludicrous as thinking I can teach cutting-edge web technologies. <sighs> Theoretically possible, but in practice impossible. Impractical. <laughs> suicidal. Yeah. Well, it's good to know these things. I mean, I've effectively gained that from this otherwise totally abortive trip into town, which was, I thought, for an advert turned out to be for an audition for an advert which was not mentioned which was not made clear which is deeply annoying but um, well that is the the life of your corner garden roving actor type that for some reason I am um, oh good I found a building that for some years has been an underground station Ah, but this one says I can't go in it. There must be another hole somewhere that says that I can. A large number of people sitting on the ground with pieces of cardboard 
I could so easily be in that situation, but I've decided to move around at high speeds and try and do things, or indeed at low speed, and yet try to do things. And yet be blocked by people who don't speak English and who are not doing things. I mean, it's called being lost, which is perfectly acceptable, I understand. But that's further indication that taking them round London is not the job for me. The human voice is an incredible thing. Incredibly powerful, incredibly badly placed for doing opera singing in tunnels that bend the sound back upon you like a magnifying glass bends light onto an ant. No, that's just stupid. Yes, I know Apollo 11's on show here, and it costs 10 quid plus. And I've got to wait four hours before it starts. So I'm not going. I've stood outside the cinema, I've looked for it. It's just not happening. I'm too hot and fed up. I'll watch it on the telly. I did watch it on the telly 50 years ago. This is announced and announcement from staff, customers, contractors, and tenants on the station. We are about to perform a test of our files. This is just a test. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Due to a reported emergency, would all passengers leave the station immediately? But this is just the test. Customers, contractors and tenants on the station, that is the test complete. Any further messages should be treated as the wrong thing. <laughs> Was interesting. In my continued list of things that I find irritating, people talking loudly on telephones ranks very highly. Now this is a fault not of the person but of the technology into which they speak. In the old days when you had a handle that you picked up and strapped across your forehead, well, between mouth and ear at least, that thing had what is known as a side tone. When you blew into the microphone, you could hear if the, uh, the, the device was live, because there would be a sort of a puffing sound in your ear. This was your own voice coming back to you through uh, as a, a, a clever arrangement of, uh, of uh, turns on a transformer. Uh, which was arranged such that uh, you would have a duplex system so you could talk and hear simultaneously without what you said going round and round in circles and being amplified and, uh, and generally causing a feedback loop. Uh, much beloved of people who like feedback loops. But um, uh, telephones wouldn't work if they fed back. But just a little bit of sound coming back into your ear told you the thing was going. It was live. You had somebody you could talk to at the other end because there was power in your system. When that didn't work, people began shouting. 
When the mobile phone came out and there was no side tone, people shouted all the more. Now people just shout into phones. They get a sort of a feedback effect by um, the voice bouncing physically off the device, but only if it's done loudly enough in the first place. It, um, so to improve the quality of life of just about everybody everywhere who uses phones or stands near to somebody who does, the reintroduction of some form of side tone would be highly beneficial. Thus endeth this edition of Torty Talks.